In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. As we start the, the new year together, a topic uh, that kept coming to mind was uh, the idea that life is a journey. Life is a journey. And like it's, it's a, sometimes it could be a long journey, sometimes it could be a short journey. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a pretty short journey. Uh, St. James says, what is your life? It's just a vapor in the wind. And in the liturgy, we often pray about this journey. And we say things like, and we too who are sojourners in this place, keep us in your faith and grant us your peace unto the end. So the idea is that you're a sojourner, just traveling from place to place. And a sojourner is someone who stays in a place just for a short time. And then right after that in the liturgy, we say something, we say, lead us throughout the way into your kingdom. So lead us is like you're on a, on a journey. So the idea that I was thinking about is we're on a journey with God. Our lives are a journey with God. And every year is an opportunity to reflect on that journey. And as I was thinking about that journey, I was inspired by the story of the journey of the Israelites in the desert and on their way to the promised land. So what I thought I would do is meditate about five ways their journey was similar to our journey. Five ways the journey of the Israelites was similar to our journey. And there's many more, but I just picked few that I think uh, that were touched, uh, that touched me. One was that he instituted feast days for them. The Lord instituted feast days for the Israelites, or holidays, or holy days. They were holy days throughout the year of the Jewish calendar, and God instructed the Israelites to celebrate certain occasions and to make big celebrations and to, and to commemorate certain days for different ideas. So for instance, um, like he instituted the day of the Passover, and he said, this month shall be the beginning of your months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And he said, this day shall be a memorial to you. So the Lord was setting up certain days. And I was, I was thinking about that. Why was the Lord setting up certain days like that? Because if you think about it, like each day is like a 24-hour period is like the same as every other like 24-hour period, like January 1st, like we celebrate the New Year's and everyone's happy and dresses up and is excited, but actually it's a very arbitrary day, like there's nothing really like, like that makes it any different than any other day, even like think about your, your birthday or something, your birthday is like a big day because you're now one year older, but actually it's just another, just another day, just another day, but God in his wisdom, he knew like we were going to get sort of maybe bored with the days and gave us some things to look forward to every year. Gave us some things to look forward to every year. So one of those days was like the Passover. And he said about the Passover, he said, This day will be a memorial for you. And you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord your God throughout all your generations. And you shall keep it a feast for everlasting ordinance. So the Passover was something. So every year... When they would celebrate the Passover, the people would think to themselves, Oh man, remember those hard times we had in Egypt? 
Yeah, remember those hard times we had in Egypt? Very funny, right? Because, and then they were thinking about how good God is and how He saved them and delivered them. So the point that I'm trying to make is that along the way, there were special days to remember God, to make sure that along the journey, that we're on the right path. And I think in the church, in its wisdom, it also established for us the idea of holidays or holy days. And those were to make sure not only that we're on the right track, but actually in in the church, it's even more than just a memorial or a commemoration, but it's actually like reliving the the event. So I think that's something that we we need to take into account. Like when we come to celebrate New Year's, it's something very like another year of our life gone by. When we come to celebrate the Eucharist, it's actually we're being present at the original like Passover, the original like uh, the original Passover, the Last Supper. So the idea is that the Lord instituted holidays for our for our journey. The other thing that the Lord instituted was, I would say, a system of worship. A system of worship. I was reading in Exodus 40, like this ties to the new year. It says, the Lord said to Moses, now hear this, says, on the first day of the first month, that would be, that would be the new year's, on the first day of the first month, set up the tent of the Lord's presence. This was the first time that they had set up the, the the tabernacle. So the first day they so on the first day of the first year. And then what did they do in that when they said place in the covenant box and you know before that there was many descriptions about everything. And then what else did they do on the first day of the first year? He called in all the the priests. And what did he do to the priests? Then he anointed them. And then when he anointed them he said, "You shall be Dedicated to the, so on the first day of the first month of the second year after was the institution of an, like, institution of worship. God is instructing His people how to worship. I thought that was a very interesting concept. Along our journey, God has established a way for us to worship Him. A way to worship him in the church, a way to worship him in our prayer life through the prayer of the Psalms. And here I wanted to give maybe a short plug for this year. We're going to have every month sort of theme months. So like every month we'll have a theme month. And the first month of the first and the first day from the first day of the the first month, what we're going to do is we're going to call this the, the month of prayer. The month of prayer. And the month of prayer, we set up three goals, and you'll see flyers. And But one of the goals from the first day, from the first month of the first year, is that we're going to pray the Psalms together. We're going to encourage each one to pray the Psalms. And pray the Agbeya at home. Because actually at home is, that's part of our, the Lord when He instituted a way of worship. That was one of the things, the tools that He gave us, is to pray the Psalms. And so, and then another goal of that is actually to establish like a prayer corner. You know how we just read about Moses establishing a a place of worship. One of the goals of this month, the month of prayer, is that each family set up a prayer corner in their house. You know, icons or, and actually in the back you'll see a table that has icons, egbeyas. So to give you a big push. 
in this first month to start a nice prayer corner in your house. This, this month is going to be a month of prayer. And then when he brought in, so I thought this idea was very nice. That when the Lord was on the journey, not only did he give them holy days, but he gave them the way to worship him. So as we're on the journey, we should think about how we are worshiping God. Are we worshiping God in truth, in spirit and truth, as what as the Lord said to the Samaritan woman? The third thing that I think the Lord did on the on the on the journey was that He provided for His His flock. He for, He provided for His people, and actually He provided in ways that were much better than like. Much better than like anybody could imagine. I was just reading recently about how when the Israelites were traveling on their journey and the Lord had been feeding them with, with the manna, but unfortunately they got very like, mm, it was kind of becoming too routine for them. Very routine for them, and it was kind of getting like too boring. How come every day, Lord, we eat manna? So what did they do? They complained, and they said, we want meat. We want meat. And then what's interesting is, so when they complained about wanting meat, and they went to Moses, this made Moses like... He was done. He basically, he was like, I'm done with this people. I don't want to have anything to do with them. All these people do is they just complain. Hey God, you're so good to them. They, you get asked for manna. And then, and now they're just complaining. He's like, I'm done. He said, take me. I don't want to be doing this job anymore. And then, so I thought this was very interesting. How did the Lord respond to the complaint of the people and Moses' complaint? Like, he not only gave them the the quail. I'm sure you guys know about the quail, right? He gave them quail and he said, I'm not going to give you quail for one day or two days or three days. He gave them quail for 30 days, a month, a month of quail. And even Moses was like, how are you going to like that's how are you going to provide enough meat to feed 600,000 people meat every day there's not enough oxen to feed and the lord said i will provide don't you worry about that moses i i i'll take that into consider i i can feed them and then quail every day for 30 days but then what i thought was more interesting than the quail and this is maybe the part that we often forget is you know what he did to, for moses's complaint this is the part maybe that gets... He actually asked the, Moses to bring in 70 elders of Israel and said, I am going to pour my spirit out on those 70 just like I pour my spirit out on you. So actually, this complaint, like when we go and we bring our complaint to God and like you want to just... He not only answers, he actually gave Moses 70 other helpers. I think Moses after that, he was like... Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for... That's how, like, on the journey, even when the journey gets very difficult, and the journey is very, like, problematic, God's always able to provide. And He provides in ways beyond our imaginations. I think that was a, a great... A great lesson for Him. He's always raising leaders. He's always providing in ways that we can't imagine. 
Number four, along the journey, if you're walking on a path, I can imagine that you might meet other people that might not be on the the same path, right? I'm walking this way, I'm going this way, and here other people are going this way, living different lifestyles, doing different things, heading in different directions. What should you do? What should you do? Or maybe you yourself are walking in a different path. What should you do? Actually, Moses, he gives us another example about what you should do. Moses had a brother-in-law. His name was Hobab. Moses had a brother-in-law named Hobab. And that's from the Midianites, like, you know, from his brother-in-law, right? So distant. And he met his brother-in-law and encouraged his brother-in-law who was walking in a different path and said, come with us. Come with us. Come with us on this journey. And you know what he told to Hobab? He said, we are about to start out for a place which the Lord said he would give us. He has promised to make Israel prosperous. So come with us. Come. Come. We want you to come. Come with us. And we will share our prosperity with you. We will share. Where the doors open, please come with us. You know how Hobab responded? He said, No, I'm going back to my native land. Native land? You have the promised land in front of you. The journey, the like, you're going to a place so beautiful, so wonderful. And then, and then Hobab says, I'm gonna go back to my native land. Allah, why? Why? This is like, why don't you, don't you want to go to the place flowing with milk and honey? Don't you want to see the good things? But then Hobab, because maybe he didn't want to go outside his comfort zone. Maybe he didn't want to experience, maybe he didn't want to do like, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't choose to go. But he didn't go. Or actually, maybe he did. But at first he said, no, I don't want to go. I want to say, this reminded me of sometimes when we have blessings in the new year. We have blessing. We have a bunch of good things in front of us leading us to the promised land. And then we say, no. It's okay. I'll catch the next one. No, I'll take communion next week. Oh, uh, I'll do. Then you're being like Hobab. Don't miss out on the opportunities that are leading you to the promised land. I imagine we don't know what Hobab's response is after after Hobab said no. I don't want to go. I want to go back to my native land. Moses. What's written is Moses pleaded for him. It says, please don't leave us, Moses said. You know we can, you know where we can camp in the wilderness. You can be our guide. Please come with us. Help us. Join our team. Do it. And if you come with us, we will share with you all the blessings that the Lord gives us. And then actually the chapter sort of switches topic and goes into a different topic. So you don't know from this passage how Hobab actually responds, but actually later, if you, I was digging around, it says that, like in other places in Judges, it seems like he said yes. Like Moses' persistence to say, please, 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 please come with us, actually worked. And, and Hobab came. Actually, Hobab came and went. 
And I, I was thinking about that, like, imagine Hobab, like, said no. And actually, he would have missed out on the promised land. He would have missed out on... So as we are on the journey, as we are on the journey, two things from that one, don't miss your... Don't miss your chance. Always, you know, progress toward the promised land. And invite others. Invite others. Be persistent with others. Take others. Enjoy, be like Moses. And fight for others to come, to come with you. The last thing about our journey is that the final destination is the promised land. Final destination, promised land. Because... That's where we're going. The promised land. That's the final destination. The train is going and it's going to the final destination. It's going to be there. And so, sometimes, and like sometimes I think we lose sight that we're moving toward the promised land. The promised land, if we really, like, the promised land for us is heaven. If we really believe like heaven and what we say about heaven, the place which grief, sorrow, and groaning have fled away. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. We're on the way. Let's go. Let's go to the promised land. When we depart this world, our journey is complete. Actually, departure actually to the promised land is actually the, the goal. Like the student... When he takes the final, how does he feel after he takes the final? Ah, oh, I feel so much better. No one says, no one says, oh, I just want to be studying forever. Like that period right before the final in the journey forever. No? Or don't, once you take the final and you're done, you're like, ah, now I've reached, I've finished. I'm done. Thank God, I'm done. I've reached the promised land, the vacation, the, the promised land of vacation. The same thing about our spiritual life. The promised land is someplace wonderful, someplace we should be longing to go, someplace desirous, desi that we should desire to be, and not like be in anguish about going there. That's why St. Paul, at the end, he said, the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've taken the final. The final was good. It was good. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, not to me, but to also all who have loved his appearing. St. Paul was excited to finish the journey. And just like students, you know, just like the students excited to finish their exam. So as we start this new year, I want us to remember that we are on... We're on a journey. This is a year of the journey. Yeah? And we said five things about the journey. It says these opportunities, the, the church calendar, the liturgies, all of these are opportunity to align ourselves on the journey. Make sure we're on the right track. The other thing is the system of worship. We said we have a prayer system. We want to live the worship of prayer. God gave us a prayer system for our journey so we could have peace along the journey. He provides for us on the journey, like the, the quail, the leaders, anything you want. He provides, even the difficulty. They were hungry. They wanted meat, He gave them. God provides, and along the journey, let your light so shine. Grab others. Don't miss out opportunities for, don't miss out opportunities for blessing. Glory be to God forever. Amen.